February 8, 2024, the Super Big Game Edition, if you will. Can't say certain things in that regard. Don't want to get sued. Oh, but. it's the Super Bowl. Sue <laughs> the us, Super Bowl. Yeah. And Kansas City. Yeah, what are you going to sue me? Well, you know, I mean, hey, listen, Kansas City is going back to the Super Bowl. Kansas City Chiefs got my Andy Reid sweater on here. And we are excited. Uh, we will we will mention that a couple times probably throughout the show, I'm sure, right? Uh, we've got folks in the chat already here because we do this show live on YouTube. If you're listening back on the podcast, shame on you. Shout out, Dak Draper. We love you, podcast listeners, uh, but you're missing out, right? You should be watching us live each and every week on Thursday, never fail, at precisely 7.23 on the dot. Tom, how are you? Oh, I'm pissed. I'm fucking pissed. I tell you what, here's why I'm pissed off. Right now, we're recording on a Thursday night in the one true time zone of 723. The NFL Honors Awards just started. And as we mentioned, we have our Kansas City Chiefs in the Super Bowl for the fourth time in five years. Should have been the five, but we screwed up one year. I get it. Cincinnati, good credit to you. You guys fucking suck. You're a bangle. But here's why I'm fucking pissed. We got the NFL Honors tonight. Yeah, Joe, I put fucking extra stuff. Who cares? Chili's also fucking kind of mid. Anyhow, um, here's what I'm fucking pissed off about this year. Look, the NFL Honors Awards. I get it. I'm not even arguing on behalf of putting Patrick Mahomes in MVP or Offensive Player of the Year. He had a down sure. year. I get it. I'm not Absolutely. even trying to say Travis Kelsey should also be in the Offensive Player of the Year because he had a fantastic season, but also wasn't spectacular. Totally get it technically a down year for him even yes and i also get one last person i'll mention chris jones because he didn't play a full uh 17 games so okay sure he missed the first and the last because well no he didn't miss the last but you know what i mean he didn't play a full game right but, but you assholes who didn't put in steve spagnolo for defensive coordinator you brain neutral yeah. idiots not even oh, nominee. No. <laughs> like, not even, That's what yeah. I'm saying. Like, if you want to give it to Baltimore, okay. But the nominees, no Chiefs players made it into the NFL Honors Award Show, but yet we're in the Super Bowl. Fucking, uh, what does what that dumb shit CM Punk say? Make it make sense. Or whatever the fuck it the is. The thing like, that really uh, stuck out to me the most, and this is, you know, this was even from like the Pro Bowl and all that stuff is, uh, we're talking about Legereus Sneed. I remember watching the Dolphins playoff game and hearing them be like, oh, first touchdown, somebody scored on him. And he's not like, oh, bro. oh that was the Bills even. Right, the yeah. Bills even. And in the second round of the playoffs, mm-hmm. and and yeah. on an island out there. And I but just couldn't I, get nothing. Couldn't get Pro Bowl or All Pro. You guys are, look, uh, what's the other thing he says? Tell me when I'm telling lies. Like, how, mm-hmm. how, 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 how can we make the Super Bowl and have no nominees? Again, I'm not even arguing for winners. Not even saying that, even though Steve Spagnuolo should definitely win defensive coordinator of the year. I'm not even arguing that. Because, again, our defense hasn't given up 30 points all fucking year in a league that just oh. encourages offense. You Did you shits. see since, like, week 12 – in the second half, they haven't given up more than like seven points. I think since yeah. week twelve in the second half. 
<laughs> yeah. But Insane. but I guess you haters, you haters. Oh, I can't wait till Taylor Swift just makes out with Travis Kelsey to piss all of you off. Oh, I'm tired of seeing her. I'm tired of and guess go watch your swimsuit edition where Brittany Mahomes, we're taking everything that you fucking like, so, you pose, everything. So- Peek behind the curtain. Uh, I work in tech, and uh, on a meeting discussing, somebody said, "How you doing?" I was like, "Chiefs are in the Super Bowl. I'm doing great," which has been my response for the last week and a half. And uh, somebody was like, "Oh, that's right. Chiefs are in there." And of course, it's tech, so there's some folks in the San Francisco area. And one of them was like, "Oh, in San Francisco," and I was like, "You're right. Chiefs are going to beat the San Francisco 49ers <laughs> in the Super Bowl." And you know, friendly banter is going back and forth. And then at the about the end of the conversation, so we could start talking work, I was like, "Yeah, but listen, guys, we got Taylor Swift behind us now, so like, this is over, right?" And everybody was like, "I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah." This is done. <laughs> you know, they just conceded already. They were like, "Yeah, that's right. This is done." Now look, the Super Bowl is going to be super hard. <laughs> we we don't want to do a breakdown, but I will sure. say, everything comes down to the right tackle on both sides of the ball. That's where whoever wins the right tackle versus right defensive end uh, battle. That's who wins the game, in my opinion. But I don't know. I'm yeah. a dumb shit. Yeah, we're certainly not All guaranteeing any victories, of course. No, but hopefully, be nice. Uh, back to back, back to. Going to celebrate when they win, though. <laughs> yeah, on Valentine's Day is when the uh, parade, if we win, will be. So look at that. Get out of Valentine's Day. Go to a parade. Get your red and yellow hearts out. Look at this. Have you ever oh, seen a cooler on. sweatshirt? Look at that. Look at that. Dang. I do like that All right. That one. So now we are here to talk about wrestling. We've got friends in the chat here. Jeffrey Sill says, what up, boys? Shout out to Tim and Tom. Can't wait to talk about this episode and to laugh at people trying to finish their story. Yeah, man. I don't know that this story is getting finished other than, you know, on 2K. But uh, we also have uh, – we've got some calls that want to talk about WWE things too. We've got – you know, feel free to uh, join in the chat if you're watching this live and ask us whatever you want to. Uh, and we will laugh at the people trying to finish the story, I believe, Tom. Yeah. I mean, let's – okay, first off, let's really talk about it. Will Swerve Strickland be the first black <laughs> AEW champion? I mean, that's a legit right, yeah. question. That's finishing the story, right, yeah. Uh, that's the only yeah, fucking story so. I know yeah, about. Right. Yeah, that's the, the fucking story. other story is there. Should we get this conversation out of the way? Because this is what the call center is around. What Jeffrey Sill is. No, 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 no. I want to play, 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 play. Should we save that? No, no, no. Let's let's play the calls. Let's just play the calls. Okay. Because peek behind the curtain, he said, uh, "I'm excited to hear your reaction." So I don't want to ruin it ahead of time. So, without further ado, let's. uh, So one of the ways to uh, be our wrestling friend, right, and join the Ali wrap up uh, community here. Uh, is to just chime in, right? You can send us emails. You can send uh, an email that you want us to read, or you can send us an audio clip that you want us to play, or a video clip that you want us to play to uh, at gmail.com. Or you can find us on threads at all underscore elite underscore wrap up. Uh, talk to us on there. And, you know, we'll, we'll include you into the conversation here. Or you can chat with us live on the show. And one of our longtime friends of the show, Ash Hendricks, sent in two calls, Tom. Sent in one, and then sent another one. And was like, "Yo, now that I've had some time, so let's get into this. Let's get into our friend Ash Hendricks here and hear what he has to say." Gentlemen, it's a pleasure to be back on the show. It's Ash. If you don't know, I mean, you do. You definitely do. I don't know why I just said that. Anyway, it is currently twelve twenty-eight p.m. on Saturday morning at the time of this recording, and I just finished watching SmackDown. And uh, there is only one thing I want to talk about, so let's just get into it, right? 
we, I, I, me as a fan, I have many opinions like we all do, and I've in the past I've been on this show talking about Tony Khan's booking and sometimes what he's what he's what he's doing and what's his mindset going into it. But fucking hell, like I had a fucking brain fart trying to make sense of any of this shit. Right? Okay, let's let's start with Cody. Let's start with Cody. This man, since he came back to the WWE from AEW. He's won two Royal Rumbles, torn his peck, cried many times about his dad, which we all understand. Taught, and the main point was finishing the story, and that was getting the championship that was long since been denied from his, uh, from his family and his family's legacy. The one with all the lineage, we all know what we're talking about. So why is my man telling me that, you know what, I still want to get that belt, but at WrestleMania, after losing at WrestleMania, mind you, when he shouldn't have, he's going to be like, you know what, this old guy... You can come back and you can take my spot that I earned. Right. I don't know how, like, I don't know what's going on. Obviously, in the days, weeks, month, uh, the days and weeks to come, we're going to get a more of an understanding of what the, what the, uh, the, the, whatever is, whatever the word I'm looking for is. But what? What the, that doesn't make no sense. That doesn't make any sense, bro. Like, hold on. You've gone through all this and you're going to give something that you've earned, that you've talked about for two years to some next man. And then that makes, and then like, so let's say he goes to fight Seth now for the set for Seth's belt. Then everything that Roman says is true, and that makes Seth look fucking stupid. Seth looked like a fucking idiot talking about pick me. You want the workers' championship and all this nonsense. You look like an idiot. It's like, hey, listen, like you can't be, you don't want to beat Roman. You want to beat me instead. He looked like a fucking stupid idiot fucking talking about that shit. Uh, granted, I haven't listened to last week's show yet. I'm gonna do. I'm gonna do that after I finish this voice recording. So I don't know what you said about that last week. I'm going to find out in a bit. But whatever. Seth looked like a fucking idiot talking about that. And and now Cody is potentially gonna go wrestle him now. What? That's the two biggest baby faces that you have here. They're making both look like fucking cucks, bruv. Like what? What? I don't get it. I don't get it. I don't understand. They had all this opportunity to give to do the Rock and Roman at any other t- at any possible time because it's not like the Rock's doing anything besides doing shit films. You could have done this any time, but now you feel like you could. Wh- why not wait till SummerSlam? Why not fucking do a Royal Rumble last year? You need to, you need the money and the notoriety and the engine that bad that we're gonna fuck over storytelling that you've proven time and time again that you don't give a shit about, you're going to do this shit again. It don't make no sense, bruv. And I'm not like some big Cody fan. I kind of think he's a bit of a dork. You know what I'm saying? But I'm sick of hearing finish the story and I want this story to be done. But this don't make no sense. Logically, it makes no sense. As a fan, as a fan, it's insulting our whole intelligence, bro. Like, I can't not watch this shit because I love wrestling and I want to watch as much wrestling as I possibly can. I need to do what you guys are doing and not watch this shit because this shit will... T- they slap you in the face over and over again. I can't... No, listen. Uh, you know what? Whatever. I'm done. I'm done. I'm going to go back and listen to last week's show. I'm going to go make some food and I'm going to go... I'm probably going to have to go masturbate and get some fucking, you know... I have me, okay? Thanks for letting me rant. Peace. Love you guys. Yeah, sometimes you got to work it out, you know? I love Ash so much. I love the... <laughs> you, you know why? For two reasons. One, I love hmm. the authenticity. And two, I, I love that I can relate to someone. I feel like, obviously, we might have some differences mm-hmm. on, like, the styles of matches that we like in wrestling. But I feel like we're aligned with how we see it most of the time. 
And that just yeah. makes me feel good. And I, again, I just love the authenticity of just sharing intimate details because it's authentic to what he's going to have to well, do to get past this. Love it. I love uh, his stream of consciousness uh, yeah, approach to that's it. What I'm and that's where we yeah. get the second call coming in here. So let's play that too. What up, boys? <clears throat> it's me again. Uh, before I get into it, just a slight note on last one. Um, it took me maybe about... Maybe like an hour after I recorded and sent that first clip that maybe this was by design. And now it's looking like we're going for a triple threat. Part of me thinks it's a double back, but part of me thinks it's by design. But the end result is I feel like I got worked pretty badly. <laughs> you know what I mean? But the presentation is presentation is everything. And the way it was presented to us made no sense from a, a logistical story perception. And that's the only thing I will say about that now. Because now I'm being a dead horse. Now... Uh, I've got a question for you boys this week. Well, not a question. I've got more like a fantasy booking thing that I want you guys to do. I want you to pick five dream... Yeah, let's go with five. Five dream matches each that you always wanted to see, but we never got to see. And, um... Yeah, that's it, actually. Yeah, have a good show, boys. See you next week. Yeah, um, man, so much to get into with the Cody stuff. I guess we'll get back to these dream matches. Um, man, it is suddenly the talk of the town on the IWC, if that's still a term. And I couldn't care less, man. Like, not to, to be like, ooh, I'm an AEW guy, but like, I just, you know, we, we've discussed how I, I don't really watch the WWE anymore, but like, I get that The Rock is a big deal, and I get WrestleMania is a big deal, and I get what's happening here, right? But I, for the same reason Ash said, I think Cody's kind of a dork, so I don't care if he ever, quote unquote, finishes this story or not, right? So when The Rock did this, everybody was like, oh, this is going on, where I thought this was funny. So to me, I, I was enjoying it. The, the you know the outrage for that purpose but now it seems like wwe is lean into this and i don't think this was a ploy kind of like jeffrey says um that they did it to hide what was bubbling underneath with vince but i do think they recognize that they can use that to their advantage and have done so and are leaning into it and hoping for a new you know occupy raw movement kind of thing right um, i think that's it but like man don't can i sidebar on the finish the story thing we keep talking about finish the story, finish the story. Isn't that just going to doom the title reign to being worthless? Like, isn't that going to kind of be like the Undisputed Kingdom? Like, because if he finishes the story by winning the title, what the fuck then do I give a shit about him being the champion, right? Like, I don't... <laughs> Yay. So, yeah. <laughs> so, a couple things for me. Uh, one, why... And this is, again, I'm coming to it because I'm already critical of WWE. So I'm going to admit some of my bias on the front end. However, sure. I do genuinely mean this objectively as possible. Uh, why is the story interesting? So the story is, is as Ash said, and as I think WWE is trying to convey that to, is he wants to win the title because his dad never did. Okay, great. So then we're boiling down to, I want to win the title. Doesn't everyone... Doesn't everyone in this fictional world of pro wrestling want to win the title? You know, any second generation or third generation wrestler can say the same fucking thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like, I don't get why that's 
interesting. Now, second. Yeah, why is that unique and sticks out? But yeah, okay, yeah, because we can we can go through the list of second generation, third generation. Why you know, gold dust. He also probably wanted to win the title because his dad, which is the same Dusty Rhodes, you know, didn't win it either. So it's like, why is that interesting? Because every second generation, second generation and third generation wrestler can say that, right? So I just don't find it interesting on its face value. Second, with this rock thing, right? I do think if we're peeking behind the curtain, looking at this fucking horrendous company so that no one really peeks behind any more of their, you know, inner workings. Let's get a big splash and let's get the rock. Now I think as most do that they meant, they thought this was going to be positive because every time he makes a surprise appearance, it's positive. Right. But now he stepped in it because uh, the Federation fucks really wanted cornball Cody versus dumb, dumb Roman. Um, so, Here's my question, though, and I don't know to be fact, but I think it's always been the case since like WrestleMania 14. But if WrestleMania is sold out, which I think it is, why are we rushing The Rock into WrestleMania? As Ash said, why not do it at SummerSlam, which, again, also sells out. But you could do it at a secondary pay-per-view where you're like, hey, we really want to go big. And I'm making this up. We really want to go big. Money in the bank. Money in the Bank as a stadium show. So what we're going to do is rock Roman at MetLife, right? Like that would need tickets to be sold. But the Arrowhead. WrestleMania, the yeah, no shit. Fuck, don't come here. Don't ever come here, WWE. You fucking not welcome by me, at least. Fuck out of here. <laughs> but for SummerSlam, Survivor Series, WrestleMania, and Royal Rumble, those shows sell out kind of just say the name and they go to whatever town and it sells out, right? So... For those other backlashes, uh, money in the banks, all that kind of stuff, that's where you could do Rock versus Roman, in my opinion, right? So I don't understand why rushing it with Cody. That's what I don't get. Also, and this is just classic WWE, classic WWE, specifically with this storyline, is I saw a clip. Again, I see clips online as suggested post because algorithms which is another story i won't get into that's a different podcast uh that cody won the royal rumble gets up on the uh second turnbuckle and just is pointing at roman and is like i'm coming for you i'm coming for you and then fast forward to friday and he's like i'm not coming for you what the that makes you look like an idiot again he's a cornball just by his antics because again I don't even know why he's trying to get a title. He already solved racism. I think there's bigger things for him to go after, right? Solved racism. Let's go after world hunger. You know, Cody, like let's yeah, do wasn't some this real- guy setting up to be like a presidential candidate. Wasn't he trying to be like Senator or something like fucking go do that now. Right. Like, I don't know. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm just saying he solved racism in AW. So now you got to make a big splash in WWE. So world hunger, we got, you know, job inequalities. We got plenty of stuff, Cody, for you to go after other than these world titles. Right. Like why do you need Maybe to you can solve workplace harassment? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Cody, we got your next story. <laughs> yeah, finish that story. <laughs> yeah, finish that story, okay? All right. Yeah, um, and so... so yeah, yeah, I don't get it. I don't know, man. I, I just, I don't care what they do there, not to be crass and say, you know, like, fuck you for asking me or anything like that, but yeah. I just... 
you know, Ash mentioned it briefly. I think, I don't know if you caught him, but he's like, he needs to do what we're doing. Just stop watching it, man. And they don't make sense. You know, you ask the question, you're like, geez, you need the money that bad that you'll just shit all over stories yet again. And yes, the answer is yes. It's mm-hmm. that they, they don't will. care about it, you. It, yeah, exactly. And, and they don't care about the stories either because they've been shown they don't have to. Their stories That's have what I'm saying. progressively yeah. worse and they get more money. So what do they fucking care? Yeah. Um, okay. And so uh, while he was talking, I did a quick list. I know lists are my thing, but I'll give you some time. So I got three I'll give you my... so far. Okay. But anyway, you want to do a ping pong? I do have five. But yeah, we can let's ping go. Pong. Yeah, yeah. All right. Okay. Yeah, we'll see what I come up with then. First one I'm doing, and this again, as I understand it, because I was thinking, Cody, this was just fantasy matchups that we never got to see or could never see, right? Like could, because it could be someone mm-hmm. current versus someone in the past, right? That's how I understood it, right? Okay. Um, But my first one is a fantasy matchup we never got. I want to see Surfer Sting. Surfer Sting, this guy right here. Mm-hmm. Go up against, oh, Jesus, not that. Uh. 1992, 1990, actually like 95 baby face, Shawn Michaels. I want to see the two most athletic early nineties pro wrestlers who were the most baby face of baby faces because the sting undertaker thing never resonated with me because undertaker was legitimately like smoke and mirrors and fire and stuff. Sting was just turn off the lights and then I can show up anywhere. Like that wasn't really magic. It was just like, I know the lights guy and here I am. Yeah. So I never cared about that. You know what I'm saying? Well, that is one of the ones that I wish we would have gotten was the crow sting versus the undertaker at the time. I'm thinking like ministry of darkness undertaker, right. Mm -hmm. And and a deep Mm -hmm. crow sting. I think you could work with some stories there. Um, that was one that always stuck out to me. It was like, man, we never made that happen in all of the dealings back and forth. They never found a way to make that happen. And then even I think, when there was, when Sting was finally there, I think we even said on the show like, "I just don't now, like just don't, yeah, <laughs> like, cool, like, like yeah. don't." But, but yeah, man, that was Sting. Cool. Like I'm talking about when Sting would just run and jump over the top rope out to the outside, and then he was doing the yell, and he had all the different face paint, and then you get Shawn Michaels, the Boyhood Dream, where he's the ultimate baby face. All those grumpy future Republicans are like, "I don't like that he's uh, being flamboyant." dog whistling on that motherfucker but i don't like a mother yeah that sean michaels versus that sting i mean money in my book so that's my first one you go ahead all right well i had the sting undertaker the crow sting undertaker for once what do you got on two all right uh i am going because this one they could have done and they didn't and i don't know why but raven versus hollywood hulk hogan you put the NWO, who's a gang running the streets of WCW versus the ultimate outsider, sit in the corner, grunge pants, fuck everything. You know, you can talk shit on me. I don't even care because I don't even really like myself. Kind of Raven who attracts a flock of outcasts. I mean, right there, just the just the contrast of the two of them going face to face. You get all the, like the you know, the stinky Billy Kidman's and all of the uh, loadies and stuff crawling around mm. the ring. But then you've got the coolest guys in the room, like Scott Hall, like what the fuck are these nerds trying to get in the ring for? Like, I just think Raven versus Hollywood Hulk Hogan would have been perfect. Yeah. I like that. Um, 
I'm going back to the old days, the one that we missed out on in, I don't know, what was this, 92-ish? I'm talking Flair Hogan. When Flair comes over, he's got the belt, and they punted, and they did the Flair mm-hmm. macho, and the, which, which was fine, right, and had its own good stuff, but, like, we never got back to the Flair Hogan. Like, that would have been just, you know, my when I'm young, like, prime wrestling fan, like, seeing those two worlds finally collide would have been it, man. That would have mm-hmm. been the thing. Yeah, love that. Uh, I'll stay in that era because, again, I got uh, three of them here, uh, but I'll okay. stay in your era. I'm going a little bit different because I just wanted to see who would react to the crowd not fully buying into them. But I want to see NWA running high on the War Games wins, Dusty Rhodes taking on, ripping the shirt, selling out the arenas, Hulk Hogan. And Dusty with those promos and Hogan with his charisma and ear for the crowd, something's got to give, right? You can't, back then, definitely, you didn't cheer them both, right? The the chant, both these guys didn't exist, you know? So you're going to have someone pick someone, right? And just to see if Dusty doesn't get the crowd, how does he react to that? Or if Hogan doesn't get the crowd, what does he do, right? So just the two ultimate baby, and again, I just love uh, cosmetically son of a plumber, fat boy, uh, dusty Rhodes versus, uh, Oh, whoops. Got to get this needle out of my ass. Hulk Hogan, you know, looking like a well, well, uh, well done hot dog at your local quick trip. You know what I mean? With that suntan, just those two guys. I think that'd be perfect. Perfect. Yeah. Uh, one that just kind of came to mind is I would love to see current day Eddie Kingston. Oh, taken on sure evolution yes. triple h right like just i mean suited up moneyed up triple h versus maybe not even King like i'm talking like first like shows up at AEW eddie kingston right like ready to piss fire yeah like yeah that would be i think just again i'm going more on the storylines before we get to these matches right that match may be fine but like the promos between those two i mean think of those evolution era triple h you know, what I mean, just oh, yeah. tell a story in the ring promos. Like, uh, I well, would like the, uh, in that day. I would watch him for thirty minutes straight, just talking to open the show. <laughs> he was so good. Well, and then the other thing with that, if you're including Triple H with Evolution, I mean, imagine the backhanded comments that he would make from Ric Flair to Eddie Kingston, and Eddie mm. Kingston looking at Flair and like, "Hey, old man," because he did it to Arn Anderson. Remember when he debuted in AEW, and Arn Anderson was in uh, Cody's corner, yeah. and he's like, "Old man." Now, obviously, Flair wasn't that old or like that out of the business. So, just that as well, that would have been great. Mm-hmm. Would have been great. Um, right, hey, so what actually, we got four now. Well, yeah, but uh, let's take a quick uh, side oh. quest here because Jeffrey Sills. He has a couple. He said Magnum Ooh. TA versus Hulk Hogan. Again, another one yeah. where babyface, babyface, something's got to give. Uh, ooh, Mr. Perfect versus Rick Rude. Mr. Perfect did have a pretty good babyface run, so you could do babyface perfect versus Rick Rude. I like that. That's a good one. Uh, and he said Sting had access to the rafters. Yeah, definitely. Um Okay, and then, all right, so then the, I just wanted to read those because I saw them come up. So if anyone else has, you know, ones you want to give, yeah. let us know. Let us know some of yours, uh, yeah. All right, so I'm going with the biggest layup here. This is the biggest layup, but I feel like it has to have happened. 
but 1998, both guys, Austin versus Goldberg. You get mm. snorting fireworks. What the fuck you going to do? And Stone Cold, fuck you, middle fingers. I'll throw a beer in your face. Like, again, some that's like a something's got to give. Yeah, awesome. And and encapsulates what we all, again, at the time would have blew our minds. But I'm, I'm going to stay an offshoot of that is stick with that. 98, Steve Austin, right? And let's go Hollywood Hulk Hogan, right? Let's go NWO behind him, right? Mm-hmm. Spray painted belt. Uh, same thing, right? Like just uh, at that moment, seeing those two stars and the story mm-hmm. they could have told between each other, and like Austin yeah. going against instead of just the authority. Now it's a gang. You know what yeah. I mean? Like a folks like the NWO would have been amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. The reason why I picked Austin Goldberg is because it's badasses with two different shades, right? Because yeah. one shade is fl- more not flamboyant, but more in your face. I'm gonna talk that shit while you're there you know, holding your chin. Cause I fucking knocked you out. And the other one is, I don't even want to know your name. I'm going to make your family forget about you. And I'm going to put you in the dirt Bye. like, it's too bad. Check, but, but I'm going to beat yeah, your ass it, for it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Two different shades of it. Uh-huh. Yeah. Definitely like that. All, All right. right. What do you got for a final uh, one? Here. My last one. Yeah. I'll go with my last one here. This one is kind of funny, but I just thought of it and I kind of like it. And then also again, baby faces uh well one might be going heel soon but i'm going hangman adam page mm-hmm. versus magnum ta battle nice. of the mustaches yeah yes <laughs> loser save, shaves mustache this isn't loser shaves head it's loser shaves mustache Stash splash if you will <laughs> <laughs> the stash splash. yeah Stash i love that splash Love that, and I'm going to take, for my fifth one, a current versus a throwback, and I'm going to take MJF for everything, the greatness that he is right now. Uh, <laughs> a, modern day, a modern day top five of all time player Easy. going against Roddy Piper, and I'm talking Piper's pit, you know what I mean, like early to mid-80s, like mm-hmm. full anger, sweating, yelling into the into the racial comments mind right yeah, yeah like cocaine racial starting slurs. to do its damage on the brain um f- fun fact we if you go back and listen to the old archives of spanish now so you might hear a story about that um mm-hmm. great i can't imagine the promos and just the 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 insanity that would come from that definitely uh jeffrey sills added one more he says i would have loved to see austin what he would have done in new japan because he was a great worker or wrestler uh, before the neck injury. Yes, I wholeheartedly agree. As I've mentioned a couple times on this podcast, I've been really into early 90s, late 80s pro wrestling, and you get United States title holder, stunning Steve Austin, and fuck. Yeah. It was, I mean, with anyone, he was going with Dustin Rhodes, he was going with Ric Flair, he was going with Ricky Steamboat. And the speed and the tenacity mm-hmm. and the selling when he had a uh, Colonel Rob Parker yep. with him and he would just be like, what the fuck? And he could sell his ass off him. He and has said Brian it a lot Pillman. that he thought he was like one of the best, like in ring technical folks. And then he got that injury and was like, I got to do something different now. Like I can't do this anymore. And kind of started doing more of the like, you know what I mean? Like the showmanship well, aspect of it. Well, one thing that I would always argue and I get for Steve Austin, he had an injury, so he had to change. However, 
Look at all the big money makers. Not your favorite, but the mm-hmm. big real money makers. Let's, let's talk about Cena's, Rocks, Roman Hogan's. Reigns, Roman Reigns. Yeah, right. those guys they don't do Austin, all that shit. Rock. They don't. Yeah, they don't do the. Uh uh-uh. uh. They do the shit that makes you invested because, like MJF says, when he does a, you know, hip toss, he wants you to know. Fucking MJF got over the kangaroo kick. Go like this. This is where again, no disrespect because as double I clothesline, he got over a double, double clothesline. Line. Yeah. <laughs> And again, this is where I mean no disrespect, because as I've mentioned, and kind of the motto, as as Spanish announce table, my motto was positive and patient. As we've turned to a new chapter with All Elite Wrap-Up, my motto is wrestling's big enough for all of us to like our things and not to make other people like the things we like if they don't like it. I know that's wordy, but that's, get what I'm saying? That's the gist. Yeah, we'll put that on a shirt. Yeah, don't. Yeah. Don't make me like something that you like if I don't like it, right? And vice versa. And if you like something, neat. So do I like this thing over in this court, right? But what I was going to say is, that's why I miss me with all this Will Ospreay fucking... Oh, yeah. don't brother, care. I don't yeah, need don't it. Care. No. Uh, I would rather have what Jeffrey Sills here in Doink versus Danhausen. And, you know, that got me thinking. I've got one more honorable mention. And this is... On the left, in this corner, anybody, any fucking human being alive versus in this corner, Brad the Mad Ox Maddox. I need the Mad Ox. That's a deep cut. Why didn't we <laughs> get the Mad Ox when we had Brad Mad Ox <laughs> out there in furry pants? This is a WWE gimmick all the way, right? Horns, hooves. Furry pants, the Mad Ox, anybody. Fuck, put him in there with Paige. All right, anyway. Easy, <laughs> easy, easy. Triple threat. Triple threat. So. Hey, we got one more. We got one more. Yeah. We got a wrap-up question. I sent it to you Ooh. in the chat. Did you oh, see that's that? right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. got it up? Well, you're better at reading. You want to read it? Uh, yeah, right. I can't <laughs> read. I don't know how to read. No, I can't. I you're better at the reading. Yeah, let yeah. me find that again. You did send that to me here. Yep, uh, because somebody sent this to us on threads, I do believe, right? Again, at all underscore elite underscore wrap up. All the links you should need are at all elite wrap up.com. Subscribing there is free. You don't have to leave your email though if you don't want. Wrap up question from Fuck Yo Mama two times. <laughs> this is at F U K Y O M O M M A 2 X. Give him a follow awesome person says wrap up question do you think tony khan will book the women better now that he's all in on the monet i think it forces him to do so you're not going to pay her to sit in catering or worst on roh wasting your greatness uh hashtag athena on tv um do you just want to hit that now take that out yeah, of order let's... of our dynamite wrap up with the big announcement well yeah let's uh, yeah we'll talk about because again the AEW audience knows but we'll get into the announcement part of uh aw dynamite from last night but to answer this question uh no i don't (laughs) i don't i truly think this is going to turn into the chris jericho division where chris jericho has to show up every week now i'm not saying she can't have good stories with a tony storm with a Britt baker things like that 
I'm not saying that. What I am saying is, let's say she gets through three programs with uh, Soraya, Britt Baker, Tony Storm. And now we're trying to find the next thing. And you know what? It's going to be on TV, just like Chris Jericho, who's still kind of just trying to find something. And I think that's how the women's division goes. Unfortunately for me, I do not think that Mercedes Monet yeah. coming into AEW is going to mean, <laughs> well, now Willow Nightingale is going to be no. in the, you know, nothing like that. It's just going to be For the same kind of stuff. To, uh, here's something that maybe, I don't know that I have ever said out loud and even realized here. A lot of the best storylines that we've enjoyed in AEW, I think, come from the mind of MJF um, or are heavily influenced from the mind of MJF. Um, I think a large portion of them. So, I think when we got CM Punk showed up and we got the big, you know, debut in the return, we got, hey, everybody, I'm on tour now. Who am I going to wrestle? This person, right? Dream match over here, dream match over here, dream match over here. And in those dream matches, we get the, you know what I mean? I got to prove I'm better than you. We get a little bit of a quote-unquote story, but there wasn't much until MJF arrived and gave it a deeper meaning, right? And I don't yeah. know that we're going to get that out of out of Mercedes Monet because I never saw that in Sasha Banks. Now. We are well aware WWE prescribes what they say. But I've seen her in interviews, and she's not a talker, right? She's not a conversationalist. She's not, she doesn't have wit, right? That she really, at least that she displays. So I don't know that this is going to, I think in AW, you got to bring some stuff, right? Like there's not this like deep creative team coming up with all this stuff for everybody. It's mm -hmm. we've got some ideas, and you got to go get it over with what you're coming with. She flat out doesn't have it, guys. She's going to go, well, everybody knows that the boss rules everything. And everybody's going to go like, oh, my God. And then they're going to wrestle a fucking seven and a half out of ten match. And everybody's going to think it's the greatest thing ever. They're going to do that three to four times, like you said. And then it's going to be nothing. And she's going to change yeah. her hair color and we're going to expect her as a heel now. I, that's how it's going to go. Rewind this in a couple months. We'll play this clip because that's exactly how it's going to fucking go. Yeah. I I don't have a lot of confidence, uh, to your point, that she can bring ideas ready-made after her initial first story. I think whatever the first story is, we've got that taken care of. You know, everyone said, all right, we'll sign you. Well, what am I going to do? And whoever it is, whether it's Brian Danielson, Tony Khan, and Mercedes Monet meeting in a room, coming up with that first story. I think the first story is going to be good, right? Um, my worry is it becomes Chris Jericho where, man, make me miss you. Nope, we got to see Anna Jay versus Mercedes Monet on the main event of Rampage. And it's like, come on, like, why? This is silly. We don't need to force feed this stuff so jeffrey sill says scott demore got released from tna i think AEW should make him head of the women's division so that's a side story scott demore did get fired from tna um i'll say this about scott demore he was the head of tna when i thought tna was weird but to their credit i do recognize that a lot of people said the women's division was their strength right like that they were the really? most okay. sort of diverse and putting the most time towards it. So maybe that's not a terrible idea. I also don't know the details of why Scott DeMore was released, so I can't tell you that in that regard. But with this, you know, with Mercedes Monet coming here, again, I, nothing we saw in clips that I saw from New Japan 
gave me any indication that she is any different than anything we saw of Sasha Banks. And I thought that was always overhyped, above average performance. Well, wrestling was above average. Everything else was below average. Yeah, and I mean, total package-wise, like, above average. And and honestly, again, that's because their average was low. <laughs> over right, there, yeah, you know? that's true. Yeah, 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 yeah. I get what you're saying. Um, uh, remember when I talked to Scott Demore for, like, four and a half hours? Remember when he came in for an Invicta? And uh, oh, yeah, you told me this. Yeah, yeah, he mm-hmm. came in because Invicta, uh, Shannon Knapp, which shout out Shannon Knapp, she's fucking awesome, uh, became a board member of Access TV. And Scott Demore, I guess, was kind of pseudo also on the board, so he came in and I was like, Scott Demore, and he's like, You know who I am? Because it, it was an MMA crowd, right? It was all MMA yeah. hardcores, and so really no one knew who he was, unfortunately, but I did. And he's like, You know who I am? And I just sat there. Dude, I was talking. We talked wrestling for easily an hour and a half. Now, I was dumb as fuck because that was when uh, Sharkbait was really starting to get his career going. So mm-hmm. every 20 to 25 minutes, I was like, I have this friend. Dude, he knocked out three people in that cage right there. Like, you want to see? And he's like, brother, like, Matt, can I like. I'm not here. Yeah. I was like, okay. Not here. I'm not scouting tonight. <laughs> but do you remember when Kurt Angle debuted? And he'd be like, yeah, that was so-. like, then we'd get the conversation back on track. Uh, as far as the women's look, I'll be completely real with you. I don't know shit about fuck when it comes to impact TN. I couldn't tell you one fucking thing in the last six years. And here's again. Or more. Yeah. But here's again, friends, friends, and Jeffrey Sills. If you think big enough that everybody can like what they like and we all like whatever your 14 sentence. Yeah. (laughs) Well, but but my other thing is like uh, as I mentioned, the Super Bowl is Sunday. You can be called a football fan if you only watch the NFL, right? No one else does this, friends. No one else says, well, you don't watch the CFL. You're not going to watch the Rock's new league, the UFL, this spring. No. Yeah, you're not a football I'm fan. I'm fucking yeah, not. Right. <laughs> I'm not. I'm going to watch the NFL. People are like, that's what I like. You watch UFC, but you don't watch you know, your local yeah, MMA. You right. Yeah, you don't go to uh, you don't FAC. I'm like, no, I don't. I kind of do. But you know what I'm saying? Like, and that's fine. It's fine to tribalism. Fuck you. It's my favorite show. Okay? CSI fans aren't yelling at criminal mind fans because, oh, you don't watch all the crime shows on television? You watch one. Fuck off. Uh, not Shark Boy. Jeffrey Sills, yeah. Shark Bait, Shark Boy, yes. though, was cool. Um, Shark Bait was cool, but we're talking about Anthony Shark Bait Guterres. Yes. Yeah, Shark Boy was fun. Um, all right, let's get into Dynamite, though. So we talked about Mercedes Monet, and we'll talk about her in just a little bit. But we go in chronological order to the best of our abilities. And so let's talk about last night. It started off hot, Tim. Oh, man. It was that time right from the jump. Cowboy shit. Hangman Adam Page versus Swerve Strickland. Uh, we get just awesome storytelling through a trilogy of matches. This obviously being their third. Uh, what did you think of the opening match? And then we'll talk about the result and kind amazing. of fallout. From it. Yeah, amazing. And and here's, so this is more of the wrestling, I think, that you and I like, right? This doesn't have all the flips and shit. Uh, Swerve is a little bit more aerial, I think, uh, yeah. than Hangman. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And we'll wrestle that style, but this is this was a thirty minute match, right? I think we had going here uh, to start a show. I don't need fourteen matches crammed in at five minutes pop. I don't need, 
you know, all of the bangers all the time. I, give me a 30-minute match to open the show as long as that match desperately means something, right? Which is what we mm-hmm. got here. And, you, Tom, you remember that video, Wrestling Isn't Wrestling, right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, love that video. I, I advocate, hear me out, for a little less wrestling in my wrestling sometimes, right? And I don't mean necessarily, like here, this wasn't less wrestling, but this was less things of wrestling, right? Like, look, I know we got a big roster and we've got things, but like we can spread things out still. I don't got to see everybody every week, right? Mm-hmm. Like we can we can spread things out. We can make it a little longer. So like I loved this and the match itself notwithstanding, are these guys just going to produce only match of the year candidates every time they step in the ring together? Well, let's talk about it. So this match goes to a time limit draw, I believe, to the sixth in AEW history. Uh, the timing on that finish, too. Yeah. With, I mean, I know, great. you know, who knows if it really went to 30, but like pulling yeah. that off, like right on, like ringing the bell right on the two count and everything was great. One thing that I will say about the time limit draws that they need to stay consistent with is early on, especially if my memory is correct, when it was Kenny Omega, Brian Danielson, they were giving you time cues, five minutes left, two minutes, right? Yeah, we only got like last, one of those in this one. Yeah, I think. the last couple, yeah. it's just been like with Adam Cole, MJF, it was just ding, ding, and no one knew what was going on. And same with last night where it wasn't, there was no uh, cues from the announcer. There was no countdown like, coming in. Like yeah. nobody knew they had to scramble to get there. Right. So um, we got like a yeah. five minute warning, I think. And that was it. And then we kind of oh, forgot. Really? About I it. didn't hear that. Okay. Yeah. yeah. But yeah, there was like a five minute warning. They were like, geez, 25 minutes have already passed. It was like, feels like it's only been 10. And then they didn't say anything else about it again. Yeah. Because I would say stay consistent, right? Either say we're giving you these cues or yeah. we're not doing it at all. So that's mm-hmm. all, but it goes to a time limit draw. And then Tim, wah, wah, fucking storytelling here. Swerve the heel grabs the microphone and is like, no, uh-uh. I am mm-hmm. not letting you get off with a time oh, He's like, I didn't do all this shit for, yeah. for nothing. Yeah, right? for yeah, nothing. Like, uh-uh. And he says, five more minutes. And then the Which motive- he said, you know what this is, right? It's AEW, five more minutes. Which I love. Are we just going to do that every time there's a time limit draw now? Yeah, Somebody in the it. match has to be like, no, 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 five more minutes. Yeah. But then, dude, the, the, the motive of Hangman became so crystal clear Mm -hmm. it was no 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 this means you don't get to go for the championship i wasn't in this for the for i i don't care i don't want the world title i just didn't want you to have that's kind of how it felt right like obviously he said i want to be champion and i do think his character does still want to be champion but i think his more better that you don't have it then I get it, right? Yes. Exactly. Yeah, it's more so swerving getting it. Samoa Joe can keep it. Yeah, it's almost it's almost off. like uh, cashing out on the bet, right? It, it, mm-hmm. He basically was like, "Man, God, I could get the five hundred, you know, and win the title, mm-hmm. but they're offering me three fifty, and I only put in a hundred to make sure he doesn't get the title. I'm taking it. You know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> like if I can cut my, I'm taking it, right? Yeah, take. It. I loved it, and he starts to get booze. He doesn't fucking care. And then as he leaves, kind of maniacally laughing like, you know, the Riddler or something, mm-hmm. goes up the ramp. <laughs> then Tony Schiavone's like, hey, 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 I just got from Tony Khan uh, that we're going to make this a triple threat. And Hangman absolutely loses his shit. Just repeating. 
he didn't beat me. You know, he didn't yeah. beat me. No, he didn't beat me. Almost a double turn. What do you think about that? Do you think that's a double I, turn? I think that's where we're going. I think they recognize Swerve was on fire and, and he can't be a heel at this pace or be doing, you know, he's not going to get the heel reaction. So they kind of had to do something to get him there. And I mean, this fits. And look, if we're going to have a new baby face, might as well take one face and, you know what I mean? Switch him. And so who's his biggest rival? You know what I mean? And almost at this point, I almost feel like forever they can't be heel or face at the same time ever again, right? Like these two hate each other now. Quick side note, though, if you look at the bigger picture of AEW, as you take a step back and kind of just look at, you know, putting people in silos of baby faces and heels, mm-hmm. the elite are all heels right now. We'll talk about the all Bucks later. And then if we are going down this route of Hangman is going to start doing crazy shit because he's paranoid of Swerve becoming a, champion or yeah. you doing something. Can we get the Evilite, right? <laughs> yeah. All of them up there in black. And yes, the Evilite. Well, and then if, you know, hopefully that he comes back healthy, but then if Kenny Omega is like, what the fuck are you guys doing? And then we get Kenny Omega fights for the soul of AEW as these, you know, power hungry, revenge filled heels try to make sure that the company stays in their image because that's the story i think again like you said i think we go back and forth with hangman's the baby face swerves the baby face you know all that kind of stuff but after this triple threat is done at, in the march pay-per-view i would not hate the idea of the young bucks and hangman are saying we started this thing and the image of this company is going to be formed as we want it. So anyone who's not aligned with our thoughts, you're fucking done. And so then they go after Swerve. Then they go after, you know, all these people. I would love it. Yeah, I would love this. Yeah, as the elite, as a, you know, mm-hmm. four team, like just that, right? Like, no, no, we're not taking over. We own this fucking thing. What do you, yeah. like, it's time for everybody you to bow down and recognize. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, you if you don't get in line, then you're out of the line. Huh? Now, yeah. the one thing that you kind of don't want to make sure if I if you did go with that story, which I think you should, because again, I got the pin and I think I'm good. But hold on, the one thing I think you shouldn't do though is if you start saying that kind of stuff and you go after the black champion Swerve Strickland, ooh, you might, yeah. you know. <laughs> but you yeah, know what I'm so saying. let's let's do it after Swerve. But here we go, right? Because Jeffrey Sill says Kenny comes back and makes a turn, and we get the cleaner back, and that's even the the press right? Because they're all like, "We're cleaning up around here," mm-hmm. and they're like, yeah. "Oh, we mean cleaning." And then we get the girls sweeping the thing yeah. and the music, and then Matthew and Nicholas mm, and all the stuff. Yes. Yeah. Uh, All right, so let's get back into the show. After this announcement that it's going to be a triple threat at Revolution, uh, we go backstage and Renee Paquette is with Samoa Joe. And wouldn't you know it, Samoa Joe hates this announcement. (laughs) (laughs) Who would have thought? For the same reason Hangman. He's like, neither of these guys beat either. Neither of them deserve to be in here. What the? Yeah, yeah, that's a great point because Hangman was just saying, hey, Swerve didn't win, so he doesn't get to advance. You go to Samoa Joe and he goes, well, fuck both of those guys. Neither of them won. Neither of them should be fighting me. But if you do, you're going to suffer. And I'm going to make you suffer at the pay-per-view as I continue my reign of terror. Because that was the other thing, too, is he was like, this company doesn't want me as champion. 
Like and that. that's again, mm-hmm. if you wanted to go with the evil elite, Samoa mm-hmm. Joe saying, evil elite. Yeah, but if you're saying like, <laughs> hey, you don't like who I am, what I represent, fuck you. And then, you know, that could be fun. That could be fun. Could be. Um, could be. So we get a triple threat in the main event. Hangman versus Swerve versus Joe for the AEW World Heavyweight Championship. Cannot wait. Of course, we'll make our picks. And, of course, you'll have to wear a shirt the week afterwards. Oh, who has that shirt? The gym shirt. Yep. All right. Hey, so then, <laughs> and I said this on threads, uh, and again, I live post uh, as the AW events happen, so feel free to join in in the conversation and check it out, uh, and also talk with us. It's a fun thing to hear from you all. Um, but a character that I, I still just don't get, and I'm so sorry, but the virtuoso, Diana Perrazzo, makes her way to the ring. Yeah, man. And brother, Tim... Mm. She just flicked the camera four times and that's fine. But she didn't really say anything of note on commentary and we get this match, which let's uh, get to it real quick. It's a a world championship eliminator match. Timeless Tony storm versus red velvet, not before the main event. So credit to whoever made the Excel spreadsheet this week. Uh, We get a, a women's match in the first hour. But Deanna Prazo never really, I don't know, made a mission state. What did you think about her on commentary? Well, then we'll talk about the match. <sighs> Deanna Prazo in general. Again, you know, when she came to AW, we both said, hey, we've heard this name before. Mm-hmm. We have not seen much, but we've heard a lot of good things. So we're excited to see what happens. <clears throat> and I think we have another case of the general public overhyping everything. Everybody's the greatest. Everybody should be the next big star. Everybody should be pushed to the moon. And nobody's average. And man, this all screams average. And not to say that's bad. I'm fine with average. Some people have to be middle of the road and they're average. Mm -hmm. And and like, that's fine. But like, every promo and every time she's been on the mic, it sounds like she's a a little bit nervous to to get out the, the lines a little bit, a little bit shaky. And the in-ring work has been fine, right? Like, there's no mistakes, right? But there's no, wow. There's also no, not even, like, with the maneuvers, there's no, like, what we said with MJF, where you can kind of, like, oh, my God, and then this happened, and then the struggle here, and then there's, like, the story. I've just seen none of it. Nothing above average. So why, I guess, is our is the question I have, is why do we get this with folks like this, where, oh, my God, Tiana Prazo is all lead amazing this is the injection the women's thing needs this feels like exactly more of the same yeah my my main issue with diana prazo as far as not understanding it is again to me i'm only talking from a character perspective again i don't know any of the backstage and her wrestling has been fine but again she's not doing the clothesline from hell where it's like you got to see that fucking move right because there are some wrestlers where they're kind of mid but you see the move whatever it is the king goes 840 yeah exactly spinning thing you're like wow you could say (laughs) right right i could Mm -hmm. say hey if he's mid kind of on everything but that's fucking cool so hey casual person check that out right you could do that with Deanna Prazo, though, I said it last week and I still kind of feel it and I hate that I feel it. 
because I, they're best friends, I guess, in real life, uh, as far as I understand. But she's the Diet Coke version of Britt Baker. Like, yeah. Britt Baker does the DMD and throws the hands up and has the sparklers. Well, this girl, again, who I didn't know at all, except for her name, just says shoe camera and does everything not as good as Britt Baker. And I'm not trying to say that's bad. Just like you said, it's fine. Yeah. But like, we, I guess my problem is, is we have this character already filled right like if you have if you look at the characters of wrestling right there's the outcast there's the snob there's the badass right we have all these characters in the women's division also the same the i'm the coolest i run this shit is already filled with Britt baker so like do something else i guess diana that's all i'm saying and here's here's where the problem lies right so we're even going to get mercedes monet i mean you know that hasn't been announced but we understand what's going on Same thing, guys. Even if even if I'm gonna seed an argument where I disagree and say Mercedes Monet is an elite level athletic performer in the ring, right? I it's not gonna matter week to week because there's gonna be no story. All these women come out do is just say either I don't like you or I want the title, and none of that is interesting right now, right? Like, what is this story? Why to me again? Tony Storm's supposed to be the heel and Deanna Prazo the face, but like Deanna Prazo has basically been like, fuck you, you're weird now. Why am I supposed to care about their, their broken friendship? It feels like, so why do you just leave her alone then? Well, and also to kind of continue that point, and I understand she's done heel things to win matches, but Tony Storm really isn't doing anything to anyone, right? She kind <laughs> right. of just, just hangs weird. out and <laughs> yeah. just does her weird stuff. So like, I don't yeah. even know why. She's throwing shoes at people, yet. but like. <laughs> who doesn't throw a shoe? You know what I mean? If anyone, yeah. Renee Paquette should be wrestling her because that's who gets the shoe the most. You know what I mean? Someday she's got she's got to throw a shoe back, right? She's oh, she to... has to. She has to be like, be ready, right? Like like Tony mm-hmm. grabs it and she already has one, yeah, and throws blocks it, it, and then yeah, <laughs> throws it. yeah, that'd be great. <laughs> okay, so now I want to transition. Let's talk about the match because this match made me angry. Tim, you want to know why? High blood pressure. Well, I take medication well, for yeah. that, but <laughs> we do everything with Tony Storm in black and white. Consistency matters when it's the details. Yeah. And we did this match in color. Yeah. Why? Because that could have been know. the thing. Like, Deanna Perazzo, that could have been her angle where she's like, hey, this weird shit with black and white, that's not what AEW's about. We're going to like, you're wrestling like a, like a 2024 women's wrestler does. And like, she changes it. And so there's some beef, but like no explanation of why this was in color. To me, again, I've said every time Tony Storm is on camera, it's black and white. Every time she's not, it's color. I understand Mm -hmm. during a live wrestling match with multi-camera shots that might be hard to accomplish so you just leave the match in black and white the whole time right whether she's on camera or not the match stays in black and white but then when the match is over then it's back to like you know if she's on camera it's black and white because again i understand the production truck when you're flipping back and forth and make sure the filters are on that's going to be tough right we you know what i mean like with some of that but like yeah but we did this with her car it was all in black and white when she won the title 
Well, that's what I'm saying. You do the whole match in black yeah. and white, right? Because it would be hard to yeah. while during a match while she's on and, yeah, and off, exactly, right? Yeah. Because there's multiple cameras. But totally like, agree. Totally agree. When you can control the flow of where she's supposed to be and what, then just, yeah, it, it, this doesn't seem hard. And so why the match was in color, I don't understand. Yeah, I don't understand either. And then the second thing. Well, I'll I'll, I'll say one more uh, critique, and then I want to end it on a compliment, on a positive mm-hmm. note, right? Yeah. But as you've noted, sometimes we don't need as much wrestling, right? And if we're going into this world, let's all take a nosedive into KFA Pro Wrestling, right? The champions shouldn't be struggling with one and two red velvet. Now, break KFA for a second. I think red velvet's great. I think saying that she's from your mama's kitchen, she wears the apron, she stirs it up. I think that's an interesting character that we could do stuff with, right? But hold on, let me do. But she's no, one yeah, and yeah. two. And so when your champion is like getting kicked, no, this is a squash match. Champion one and two shouldn't be a struggle, you know? What'd you so think? for all the people that are more about the wrestling and the maneuvers and the, and, and the moves, and they think those people should be the ones pushed, I'll even say this. If we had less wrestling in our wrestling, right? And I saw those folks less right and they weren't just in matches every week against other guys who do the same thing that their shortcomings on the mic or storytelling might not be as noticeable if i only saw them once a you know <laughs> every yeah. other couple weeks right yeah. and, or and then they get into a big story on a, on a thing and then i'm wowed by their crazy thing that i only saw once this month yeah. right instead of every damn day and every time i turn sure. on twitter or something yeah yeah, yeah, it just I, like we don't need the matches will mean more if we don't keep vomiting to them on us in front of us all the time. Yeah, I will say AEW doesn't do it as bad as WWE when I used right. to watch. Right, it wasn't as hit you over the head because, for example, right. Eddie Kingston has now been transitioned, I guess temporarily maybe to Collision. So if you only, if you've been yeah. watching Dynamite, you don't see him there, right? But it, he has right. been. You know what I'm saying? So yeah, no, I um, do give them props on some of that. There is some sort of separation between those. Except shows. for Chris like, Jericho. Yeah. Except for Chris Jericho. We yeah. again, we don't need to see him every week. Okay, stop it. Uh, but hey, real quick before I give the compliment, I do want to read Jeffrey Sills' comment here. She said, or he said, uh, "I need Wendy Richter to talent to challenge for the belt." Yes, if Wendy Richter doesn't at least show up backstage, that's the thing I would do. You have Deanna Perrazzo showing her get ready, right? She's jumping rope. She's, she's doing whatever she can. Well, probably. Yeah. I don't know. If it's yeah, her daughter, grab grab a relative, right? <laughs> she would know who the relative is, right? I think Wendy Richter's alive. Look it up. She might we be. I think check. so. Yeah. 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 Uh, but be- before Tony Storm walks out, Luther is, you know, putting her makeup on or whatever as she's standing at the entrance or, yeah, towards the entrance ramp. And then Luther gets pushed aside and this hand grabs the powder that's putting it on her head and it gets put. And she's like, you're putting it on a little hard. And she looks over and it's Wendy Richter. And she's like, Wendy Richter. And she puts her dukes up. Wendy Richter is alive, 63 years old. I'm stinking wrestle at 60 plus. Wendy, well, I don't want to wrestle. No, I don't want to. I don't want to wrestle. <laughs> I just want a backstage thing where she's like, Wendy Richter. And you could have Mariah May. Like, Ovarian delight. Them. Yeah. But like you could have Mariah May separate them. And then Tony Storm would be like, I didn't need that, right? Like, you you peasant, why did you do that? But then she goes to wrestler match, wins, loses, whatever. But yeah, just a yeah, backstage segment. Then could be on Mariah May's side as they fight over it. Yeah. There you go. Oh, yeah, exactly. I think that would be great. That would be fun. Um, 
But yeah, Wendy Richter, now that I have confirmed that she's alive, well, I know she you're needs watching, to make some Wendy. Yeah, thank so, you so much. But you need to yeah. definitely uh, show up. Now, the positive. Oh, and donate. Allyrapup.com is a donate button. Always that's donate. That's always. And if you want to be the beer sponsor of the week, let us know. We would love that as well. Uh, now, the compliment, the thing that I thought was great about this is Tony Storm wins with an ankle lock, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, do you know what she's calling this move? Ooh, did I miss it? What? Well, she did a backstage promo. I saw it on social uh, media. Right. It's called the break no. a leg. <laughs> Isn't yeah. that fucking awesome? Oh, that's perfect. <laughs> oh, that's so good. That is That perfect. fits with the gimmick. You're, you're doing a Oh. Tony Storm, man, in short order, has become one of the best, right? Is so mentally, like, with it, like, always yeah. coming out. You know, uh, like, back in the day, those outsider guys in the click, and they said, like, X-Pac was a lo- guy who had a lot of those lines and everything and, like, just always mm-hmm. had something or whatever. Like, that's what this Tony Storm feels like. It feels like you could probably just go to her and be like, what should I say here? She's just probably got lines and fucking hilarious sayings, and, like, she's with yeah. it. It's really, yeah. really I, killing I get- it right now. I thought she was probably the best babyface women's champion in AEW because even though Britt Baker we loved, she still did heel stuff. So I don't count her when she was champion as babyface because she did a lot of captivating things with like that that punk rock kind of look, you know, and the one thing under her eye mm-hmm. which made her look different than everyone else. And then yeah, to do this complete one eighty where she's a nineteen twenties flapper and she's throwing out new room massages and and like titty slapping and fucking punch you in the box and just like all these and the anal beads thing yeah yeah allegedly allegedly, but they weren't for my neck neck, (laughs) let's talk about the the post-match so as mentioned tony storm wins with the break a leg Uh, she doesn't let yeah she doesn't let go of the move which then brings in diana perrazzo but Diana Perrazzo doesn't even do anything. She just stands there. So then Tony Storm sniffs her left to right. <laughs> what the fuck was that? <laughs> I don't know. I don't even I know if she it. planned on doing that. She probably just felt it in the moment. <laughs> yeah. She's like, I'm going to do it. Loved it. Thought it was interesting. Thought it was, yeah, I don't know what that was, but it well, was. I love how Luther, too, like, like yeah. separated them and was like, <laughs> just, yeah, just point it. <laughs> yeah. but again then diana perrazzo does the get back and it's like sister what the fuck is that okay you can't do it every time nerd anyhow uh let's move on we go backstage and this was a little weird I definitely want your comments on this uh we go backstage renee paquette is with uh the aw international champion freshly squeezed orange cassidy Rocky Romero and then Trent. And then Orange Cassie is like, hey, I'm taking on Ishii on uh Saturday. And Trent's like, you are? Just a, a weird comment that kind of broke the vibe of the whole interview. What did well, you because think? I think of they that? have a because they have a triple threat for something coming up. Or they have a six-man tag about something, I think was the thing. Is they have something coming up where the three of them are taking on somebody. And she was like, right. but you also have a match with Ishii. And that's when Trent was like, what the fuck? What? And he's like, no, nah, it's cool. But he's like, I, you know, and he was like, you like, he's like, yeah, but we'll be fine. I'll be ready for that or whatever. I think is what he was mad about. He's like, no, man, you're going to screw ah, up our chances to win this damn thing. Yeah. I missed that. Cause my mind went to, and maybe I'm wrong. And anyone in the chat, please feel free to correct me. I thought Ishii 
was in their group of chaos over in New Japan. Because mm, you know how this extends yeah, gotcha. over to like other people yeah. like Rocky Romero, you know? Yeah. But yeah, no, Trent's I think comment the, was interesting. And maybe somebody can correct us, but I think at the very beginning, I think, and I think it was quick, but I think they have a, a six-man tag coming up, and maybe it's for the ROH yes. or something, or one of those, right? No, no, no. And... It's, uh, it's against the Undisputed Kingdom. Oh, okay. All right. Yeah. Remember Adam Cole gotcha. said you're going to take on That's the right. champs and... And, yeah, uh, which they are Roderick Strong. Oh my God. Anyway, um, yeah. So, yeah, they've got that match, and that's where Trent was like, "Dude, like," he's like, "I'll be ready." He's like, "You're taking on Ishii, man." <laughs> or, you know what I mean? He was like, "What are right. you mean, dog? Yeah. The Stone Pitbull, right. which will fuck you mm-hmm. up." You know what I mean? So yeah, I get that now. Okay, I, I, I thought it was something about Ishii and Orange Cassidy, but that yeah. makes more sense. But okay, we're still you. getting this, and this has been a long time running. So I don't know if this is like leading to anything or this is just who they are now. But like the best friends. Ain't always hunky dory with each other. You know what I mean? Well, the best friends are Trent and Chuck sure, yeah. are always the but best Orange friends. Cassidy. Best friends. Yeah, but, but we call the larger group, which I hate. We yeah. we call the larger group best friends, but yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. That kind of has some bumps, bumps in the road. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay. Oh, Very Jeffrey still says he she is in their group. Look at that! Look at me, New Japan Duh. expert over here. You know it. There you go. Total, so yeah, even total. weird, weird. Yeah. Ask me anything, New Japan. Come on. Obviously, I know it. Guys, New Japan all yeah. day. Historian. Historian. Easy. Big yeah. brain over New here. New Japan. Big I'm brain. like old Japan over here. I got uh, it. Yeah. All Japan. That's another yeah. one, too. <laughs> Did you know that, noobs? <laughs> yeah, not only new, also old. All of the Japans. All of yeah, them. huh? Yeah. All the Japan. Gi- you ever heard of a giant Baba? Bet you have. Yeah. Huh? You ever heard yeah. of that? That that foreigner babyface Terry Funk, bet you have heard this guy named Antonio Inoki, huh? huh? Yeah. Huh? <laughs> huh? 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 <laughs> <laughs> Did you hear about that cowboy over there, Stan Hansen? Bet you haven't. Anyhow, who? Uh, we go to a true. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm saying. Big brain. You ever heard about? <laughs> All right, never mind. <laughs> so glad we have that back now. That's. So... I'm not. Yeah. <laughs> You do, should I, I do that somewhere at least once a once a yeah? <laughs> do I gotta do the old dad? You really just does look like you are a disappointed dad right now, or a disappointed grandpa even more so, right? Mm-hmm. With the glasses pulled down to the bridge of the nose, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. See, See you if you're, you're watching, watching live, the YouTube. <laughs> yep. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Watching live. <laughs> there it is. All right, let's get into the trios match. We get the Blackpool Combat Club, which consists of Brian Danielson, John Moxley. And I wrote this down wrong. It was not Willer Yuta. It was Claudio Casanoli uh, versus CMLL's trio. That's pretty close. They're similar. Claudio and Wheeler. Yeah, but pretty close to each other. I'm Easy not going to say, C- you know, to mix up. But I'm not going to say CMLL's guys' names. You know who they oh, are. Oh, yeah. No, Got who knows? Yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> One quick thing. Go back to Collision when uh, I think it was Heretrio or whatever. Again, I don't know. Don't find fact it. check. But when he came out to face Brian Danielson and he had fucking fire in his hand, that was rad. That was fucking, that's, yeah. that, if you want me to pay attention to you, come out with fire in your hand. That's fucking cool. That was awesome. Uh, but this is a good trio. Well, Chris did that. He's a wizard. Wizard. Not the same. Not the same. Not the same, Tim. Yeah. Uh, but this was a good six man tag. What'd you think? It was CMLL versus BCC good Battle tag. of the Acronyms. Yeah. Battle of the Acronyms. Uh, Jeffrey still says we need to make up from the lack of double J references, which is where the. Hello. It might, it might. Yeah, it's always about the Jeffs, though. 
have a Jeff reference at all times. Um, where were we? CMLL versus BCC on AEW <laughs> on TNT or TV, whatever. All right. Um, yeah. Yeah. Damn. Uh, yes. Fine match. Again, the Lucha style isn't always our favorite style of wrestling. So I'm not like glued to the edge of my seat here or whatever that term is, right? Sitting on the edge, whatever, mm-hmm. like glued to the TV at the edge of my seat. Yeah. Um, and I also just, you know, again, didn't feel like it's leading anywhere, but this wasn't supposed to. So I just viewed it as that exhibition match. So it was just kind of fine. Right. Yeah. So Black Bull Combat Club get the victory, but then we see more CMLL guys come out, which then brings in the D plus team of, 2.0 Matt Seidel and Christopher Daniels, which thank God Matt Seidel didn't cut a promo. Christ almighty, that would have been awful. Have you ever heard him cut a promo? Well, it's yeah. Like and backs- what is Matt Menard part of like the production team now? Cause he's with all the production guys. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like he's on the commentary on these things. I know with them. Like, is he doing my, the stuff? My the only back? thing. Yeah. My only thing with him, and this is completely a guess and this is breaking kayfabe is potentially he's saying, hey, I've got some lingering health issue, back, arm, whatever it may be, so I'm looking to wrap this shit up. Well, then, hell, man. I, a manager? I feel like this guy is so much money. Oh, like, I don't... I just... Oh, in another world, he's just running shit, right? Like, he's just like... Because yeah. he's so easy. Punchable face. Mm-hmm. Annoying accent. He knows how to use it. He knows how to fucking, like, just be that just wow, a guy you want to hate oh, i just love it what i hope get more reps right you get more reps for matt menard on commentary and i would say he needs to take one of the spots from tony shivani whether that's on dynamite or collision i love tony shivani but i think you definitely need a more distinct commentary because on saturday nights nigel mcginnis Nigel McGinnis, low key, could be one of their best good. hires in history. The hatred he has for Brian Danielson is mm-hmm. fucking spot on. Did you catch that when he did the match where Brian Danielson does the surfboard and he goes, "Oh, same old," you know, didn't say shit, but he's like, "Same old shit." And Brian Danielson yeah. does it, and then uh, his opponent, which I'm not going to say his name again, but. Then he reverses it, and then he to- goes to do the move, and he's like, "Oh my god, this animated move! This is amazing!" He's good, man. I've always said he was good from back in the Desmond Wolf days, and TNA yeah. was when I first kind of really clued into him, and I was like, "This guy's good." This oh, guy's good. his match with Kurt Angle and TNA as Desmond Wolf was amazing. And then, as I've kind of reviewed going back into the Ring of Honor when I had the uh, subscription, yeah, his matches with Brian Danielson as champion, out- outstanding. But yeah, when he uh, when yeah, he has a Cage believable disdain, out, right? When he speaks and he acts like he's disgusted, something oh. you feel it, it's guttural. He's like, I fucking would piss on this guy's face, put the fire out. Yeah, because it's just yeah. Even when he's like being an obnoxious ass, for example, when Christian Cage. Uh, comes out and he's like, oh, the world's best father, a father that anyone would want to have. And it's like, fuck you. <laughs> so yeah. like, yeah, he's fantastic. Okay. Sorry about that. Uh, let's get back on track as we always do here. Uh, we go backstage. Hey, Tim, the undisputed kingdom still a thing. And they attacked. Look, they're, they're going after the top dogs. They took out MJF. Then they had their mission statement. They're taking over, getting all the belts. So obviously that means they take out Chuck Taylor, who was already hurt. 
yeah what was any of this about like uh well i get it from like what he's what what's trying to happen because again roderick strong is going after orange cassidy orange cassidy's best friend is chuck taylor however what the fuck does that have to do with adam cole adam cole shouldn't give a shit necessarily and it's still weird, like, I know Adam Cole's hurt. Yes. So, like, when he comes out and he's sitting in the chair and they're all doing their thing, that's fine. But backstage where we just jumped a guy, now he's also sitting and, like, you just, is somebody carrying around a chair for you? <laughs> like, I don't. I would steal, if I'm Adam Cole, I was thinking about this because I did know, I was like, really, a fucking steel chair, right? Like, you're you're supposed to be the shit, right? I would steal what he did or what she did which it's his girlfriend, Britt Baker, and have a fucking wheelchair. Because remember when she was like training to come back and she was in the wheelchair and it was obnoxious? Obviously, he's supposed to be more menacing and like, but yeah, he could be the role model, right? And like, oh, that's stolen from Britt Baker. And he's like, well, where'd you think she got it? Right? He could easily just say that. But even better, when you're healed that he stole from his wife. Like, just, yeah. yeah. I think he should be the role model in a wheelchair. Because, yeah, why are we he always even having say, a wheelchair with Any him? great idea a woman had a man could make better. We all know that. And, like, just the <laughs> boo. Oh, <laughs> boo. Christian Cage applauds in the corner. Yeah, Christian Cage is like, this is real fatherly advice over here. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> People need to listen to this man. Um, okay. You're going to make a great father someday. <laughs> he should tell <laughs> heels when they're doing evil shit. He should come by and be like, I'm going to let you know that you have great integrity. You're going to make a great father someday. <laughs> Even if they have kids already. <laughs> oh, that would be great. That would be great. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, but yeah, as far as this segment, who gives a shit? Um, but let's get into the big announcement. AEW president Tony Khan makes a big announcement that they're going to Boston. And they're going to be With going there. They're going to be going there and it's going to be on March 13th and it's big business, Tim. In Boston. In it's Boston. Be, which I don't know if you caught the thing, that. There's, there's two yeah, S's well, in the Boston on the graphic, right? With the dollar yes. signs. But here's where I got a little aggravated. Uh, this is when you get a little too excited there, Tony. It's not going to be a night that changes wrestling. It's not. It's not. And we've talked about Mercedes Monet. The other rumor, and again, the AEW fan base is plugged into the Dave Meltzer's, unfortunately. But the other rumor is that Okada is also going to be debuting on this card because, as you remember, he is the rainmaker where money falls down. Big money, big business, both of them, money, whatever, right? So, I guess... What do you think? I think we're going to get two people who I'm not going to see any good storylines come out of. They're going to be noted for having great matches with people, and I guess that'll be fine. Well, what do you think about this announcement? What do you think about the announcement that, like, let's just take out of our mind that it's going to be Mercedes Money. There's two people even showing up, that it's just big business. What do you think about that? Yeah, why would it change wrestling if it's just an event, that it's just another name to dynamite that you're doing, right? Like, Mm -hmm. why would that change wrestling? Again, even if I think there's people that are going to debut, that's not changing wrestling. That happens. People, they're free agents, right? They go back and forth all the time. 
Mm-hmm. Uh, so, so what? Like, what I, yeah, I don't know, man. I wish these announcements weren't like hyped before. Just show up one week and be like, "Hey, got an announcement. Yeah. We got a new show coming up in Boston." I'll be like, "Oh, that's neat." But like, when you tell me a week ahead, we're gonna make a large announcement, and it's just like, get your tickets now. Fuck off, man. Like, so, <laughs> here here's what I think. I kind of have a lot of different thoughts on this. As working as a promoter, there it is right there uh, for the proof. That's the first event I worked as a co-promoter, basically. Um, I understand the fact that, hey, get excited about next week. What's next week? Well, tune in. Okay, right? Like that gets me to the next week. I understand that aspect of don't you want to watch next week? Well, why? Because I'm going to do something. Okay. Because yeah, right? you want to watch next week. <laughs> yeah. Here's where I'm uh, getting a little boy cries wolf from Tony Khan is he knows, as we know, that the AEW fan, as I mentioned, is plugged into the internet. They're reading every Dave Meltzer, Wade Keller, fightful whatever it is so you're not really putting one over on them as the casual wwe fan right the casual wwe fan let's just say is only watching your tv shows which you only should but you get what i'm saying is only watching the tv shows so when you say we've got something big now they're intrigued right they don't have any idea but with our our audience the AEW audience this is where i think if you're gonna just announce it just announce her. Like, yeah. Yeah. We're going because back you, to Boston. You just did. You did. You put Boston on there with two asses and fucking dollar signs. So you announced it. You fucking announced it. So why yeah. didn't you just fucking announce it? Well, I don't want you to announce it. I want you to surprise the fuck out of me. Even if you want to allude to something crazy happening, give me some vignettes where or mysterious or something or whatever. But like you announced it. Mercedes yeah. Monet is going to show up at this fucking event on, on in five weeks, like Jeffrey Sill says, in fucking Boston. Yeah, Say because it. it's well, because it, it it's different in my opinion than CM Punk. When you do the CM Punk playbook, which this is a basically step for step four, it's different because he was gone for so long and he made no fucking noise. There was nothing coming out of his yeah. camp or anything. Right? It was just like it's going to happen. Right? And then it became, because again, not the biggest CM Punk fan, but let's all not act like we weren't excited. When it was getting closer, we're like, what do you think? Do you think it's going to be like MJF walks out and he mm-hmm. says, fuck you? Remember yeah, like yeah. all the theories and stuff? And then when he finally did, everyone's reaction was like, look at this. How crazy is this, right? Here's where Mercedes Monet is different. She did that New Japan. She did the, wow, she's out of WWE. What does it look like? She already did it in New Japan. So that luster of, this is a brand new world. Nope, already saw it. And fun fact, she already showed up on AEW television when she was up in Tony Khan's uh, suite watching the Wembley show, right? So it's not even even if like we've never seen her on AEW television. So that's where you just got to make the announcement. We're going to March 13th and it's going to be big business. Because here's the other thing that I would say. If, again, the rumor is it's going to be her and Okada, well, then if you say right off the bat, the announcement is March 13th, we're going to Boston because 
Boston's own Mercedes Monet is debuting. Oh, wow. Great. No one's going to think that Okada's Okada gonna was going to be the. Mm-hmm. Now you get the surprise, but you are. So now you've kind of ruined. So, yeah, I think it was just poor. hire me, man. Hire me. Not WWE. I don't want to get raped, but like AW, hire me. You know what I mean? Yeah, not again. Uh, Look, I'm very attractive. I am very, you know, I get it. Yeah, right. I get it. I understand. All right, let's keep Everybody's going. trying to sneak one in. <laughs> and, you that's know, I, that's why that. I got a bat. Uh, <laughs> I got a bat. You know what I mean? Hitting yeah, people all the time. Yeah. Get the fuck off me. Yeah. Can't, yeah. I can't even reach over and grab anything if it falls on the ground. It's like a prison jail. You know what I mean? Like, get off me. All of you, men, women, theys, them. Find all them of off you. with get a stick, literally. Literally. Hey, the next match was a singles match. It was Chris Jericho and really Takeshita. Yeah, yeah, shocker. Now, I said this again on threads, so hopefully you saw it uh, as we were live posting. Takeshita wins this match, and I will say this about Chris Jericho. I am exhausted to say the least of Chris Jericho. Jesus of yeah. Mary. I don't want to see him for like seven to a year, seven months to a year. Right. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I will give him credit though, in his entire career that he will say, I need to lose to advance this story. Right. It makes more sense if I lose so that the story that we're trying to tell gets accomplished, not, Make it a DQ, brother, because I can't lose, right? Jericho's like, when Jericho left WWE one time, fucking John Cena threw him in the back of a dump truck, right? Like, I will give him credit to where yeah. he's like, no, 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 it's fine. So credit to that, I don't fucking care. What do you think? Yeah, I don't care about this either, man. I, uh, I also, again, feel like we found a way to waste the greatness that is Don Callis with this group. And this purpose and this meaning, I just, it, it all feels flat to me. I, I, I don't know. Well, man. I don't know. I mean, I'm sure there's, I'm sure we could fine tune and you would be excellent at this at fine tuning some, some things here and there to, you know what I mean? To make it a little more interesting, but like, I just, I don't know, man, this Jericho thing is done. Don yes. Callis speaking for folks is amazing, but I, we're not yes. even getting enough of that. So I don't know. I agree. I think you position the Don Callis family as we kind of initially hoped where it's the I'm taking, because uh, as we know, he was a, you know, power broker or whatever you may call it in impact wrestling. So it's not as if he's not ha- held those positions. So I would make it to where Don Callis says, Tony Khan's not fit to run this company. I'm positioning my family to take over. That's a di- like elevate them. And I like the idea. One of the things I do like about the Don Callis family is the diversity. Now, Sammy Guevara was in, but now he's out, right? But when he was in, you had Sammy Guevara. Then you had, uh, I, I think you're going to have the Aussie Open, but you got one member of the Aussie Open. Then you got Takeshita. Then you got Powerhouse Hobbs. None of those guys aesthetically make sense, but when you say one person is pulling all the strings for them, making sure that they get what they need, well, it makes sense now why they would be a group, right? But when you say they're all going after Chris Jericho, like, fuck off. He lost to Ricky Starks before this. Like, he's yeah, not that Jeffrey powerful. Sills, 
he says the purpose and meaning was lost when Kenny got ill, which to some extent I guess is true, but, um, you know, that's how it goes. Oh, I think we lost the camera thing again, Tom. You may have to carry it on. But, um, yeah. yeah, he does say he's uh, Jericho's going to come back with a new hat and jacket and call it a new gimmick. <laughs> I mean, possibly, right? Like, that could easily happen. I, just, I don't, yeah. Like, I agree. Once Kenny Omega was taken out for medical reasons, which is unfortunate, you should have pivoted and said, we're doing something different. Instead, they flirted with the idea of the young bucks. They accomplished the match just to get it out of the way. And then we went to the same old shit with the Don Callis family. And honestly, you're wasting the Don Callis family's time, as you mentioned. So I don't know, but it happened and we're moving on. And Tim, we got to the main event, the tornado tag match champions. Absolute Ricky. This Recording in progress. A, hello. How are you? This hello, is yep. <laughs> a uh, street fight, and it goes everywhere, and death, taxes, and Tim, in a street fight with Sting, that means he's got to jump off something high, <laughs> and we got it here. He does. He does. He jumps off and goes right into all three of them. We go back and forth, back and forth, back and forth. Um, before we get to the finish of the match, as you're kind of doing your technical prowess there, uh, yes. what did you think of the street fight for the tag team championships? Um, well, I mean, I always enjoy a good street fight, I think, right? Um, it wasn't uh, the worst in that regard, wasn't the best either, but, um, you know, it, it's going to get your blood flowing a little bit, right? Yeah, I still believe street fights should be held for feuds that need it. To the best of our knowledge, there was one promo where Ricky Starks and Darby Allen kind of got nose to nose, and that was it, right? So I don't know if that warranted street fight, you know? Um, yeah. So that kind of lost a little luster as far as the stipulation. Uh, the thing I liked the absolute most was absolute Ricky Starks. When he goes and sits in the corner and he hesitates to spear Sting because he was probably a little stinger growing up, I thought that was perfect. I thought it showed a little humanity to the Ricky Starks character that we have yet to see besides when he does pseudo babyface run against MJF, right? So I thought that was the moment of the night for this, this tag match, but as predicted, which is again, to get to the story, sometimes you got to go through the right beats to get there. Right. But sting and Darby Allen are your tag team champs. They are the tag team champs, you know, what we saw, you know, coming a mile away, as we said, but Ricky Starks did make every moment of this opportunity to, to still show that he's a fucking star. Um, and then, yeah, you know, where we got to afterwards is I think where we knew we were going and, and seems to be playing out just fine. But yeah, as far as, you know, how we got there with this match, at least, you know, believable enough, right? Street fight, Sting and Darby win. We're here. 
Yeah, again, you know, sometimes people are like, I want a surprise. It's like, you can't have a fucking surprise every step. This isn't an Agatha yeah, Christie surprising. book. Yeah, well, it's not an Agatha Christie book where it becomes convoluted with turns just to have turns. Let's, you know what I mean? Well, let's do that. So flashback to, you know, Russo. And one of the reasons Russo was let go from WWE, went to WCW and kind of fucked it is Russo thought that everything's got to be like a swerve at all times. Well, then you start to expect it. So you could call it because it's like, well, what shouldn't happen here? That's what's going to happen because the swerve's coming, right? And so it's no longer a surprise. You just expect it. Exactly. What I think – so what I think that pause in the spear is hopefully going to ignite is from all the reactions I've seen, Ricky Starks is the fucking baby face of collision. I know he was on Dynamite this Wednesday night, but – you know, go back to his feud with CM Punk, even with Brian Danielson. He was the baby face, you know, or not the baby face, but we cheered him. We love that guy. Ricky Starks, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think. Absolutely. This, I think this is going to spark the baby face run. I think maybe big bill says, Hey, I watched that match back and you had the fucking opportunity to put the bullet in Sting's head and you paused. What the fuck? And he goes, well, it was a stinger. And big bill's like, I heard you were a bitch. And then, you know, you get a big Bill Ricky Starks feud really quick. And then shotgun that motherfucker against Christian, Christian Cage versus Ricky Starks. The family oh versus Absolute. God. Oh, the promo work there would be amazing. And the oh. matches he could have as he gets there, right? Because again, we're not match guys, but him and Nick Wayne, him and Kill Switch or Luchasaurus. Put the Don Callis family against this guy or something. Yeah. Like, oh. Well, I, the reason I said the family is because, again, I think, this is just me observing, I think Christian is a collision guy kind of right now. Yeah. And Ricky Starks is a collision guy. Yeah. So that's why I said, but again, yeah, Don Callis, sure. Why not? But, but like, that's why I, said, I think they're collision guys. Um, so I would do that. But my hope is that this gets a Ricky Starks baby face run for the ages. Obviously we know he can cut promos with the best of them. He did it better than CM Punk against MJF. Uh, and then we know, uh, obviously he can have a match with anyone. Brian Danielson. Yeah. Uh, the Brian Danielson strap match at the pay-per-view was fucking insane. That was awesome. Amazing. Right. Great stuff. And side note, secret time. The rumor that I keep reading is that Ricky Starks to NXT is going to fucking happen any day now. Ugh. And I don't want that to fucking happen. Ugh. No. Car- yeah. Carmelo Hayes versus Ricky Starks. You're wasting Ricky Starks. Ain't fucking cool. You know, damn it. But let's get to the fun part. After this match, Sting brings in his sons who look exactly like him. Jesus. Did he even, does he have a wife or did he have them cloned? Like, they look exactly like him. You know what I'm saying? Like, does your mom look like Sting too? Mm. <laughs> like, Be one of them weird ultra-religious cults. I don't know. Hey, you know, <laughs> I'm not saying yeah. anything. I'm just saying they look like exact Everybody spitting images. exactly alike. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So they're in there and they're celebrating. Hey, we're champs. And then the EVPs, Matthew and Nicholas, come in and they clean house. Yes. Yes. The passport names. Uh, And they they take out the Suns. They take out Sting. They take out Darby Allen. Yeah, that'd be great. But they take out everyone. And 
a thing that I like that AEW does is they pay attention a little bit to the details. They're in all white. They bust up Darby Allen so that then Turn now they're up. covered mm-hmm. in blood. I saw their backstage promo where they said, now we have your DNA. Next, we take your titles. They said something to that effect. Thought that was cool, too. Because remember when uh, 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 MJF was in all white? And then he turned yeah. on CM Punk and then he had all of his blood, you know, yeah. so it's a good key there. I like that uh, aesthetically. Um, but yeah, so the Young Bucks now said, fuck you, Sting, because initially it was just, hey, Sting, you just represent what we don't like. Now it's no, 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 I don't fucking like you, Sting. Mm-hmm. So what do you think of that? Yeah, we we hit the gas pedal with turning this Young Bucks thing away from the cheesy, you know, let's make fun of McMahon into just, OK, now we're heels taken on the you know on sting right we flipped that switch pretty quick and yeah interesting to see where they go uh like how they really tie this into but yeah we're gonna get young bucks for sting and darby huh for these titles yeah again i just don't think of sting as a tag wrestler so it feels weird that that's his last i think he could do a street fight by himself that's i don't know that's all i'm saying um quick uh quickly before we wrap up jeffrey sill says ricky to nxt no fucking way Again, that's just a rumor I keep reading. I don't know. You know, again, internet wrestling, Mabel's the third man, so who the fuck knows? Um, and then he says, why? They're wasting, I don't know who, the Braun Breaker, Carmelo Hayes, those Dragunov. are. Dragonov and Dijak. Uh, yeah, hey, look, Dijak? I mean, oh, Dijak is the Donovan fucking Dijak, Keith Lee? Yeah, yeah I yep. didn't know he was still wrestled. I yep. thought he got fired. He didn't get fired? Not- no, he's still over there, I think. And then Dragonoff is good, you know. Um, he's that short little guy they got uh, over there. The I don't know Austrian or German or something like that. I don't know. Yeah, Carmelo Hayes is good. Braun Breaker, we know, is is good too. Like I mean, <laughs> you know, when you come from the Steiner line, she's not only ugly, she's fat. Yeah, I mean, you're gonna be worth something, right? <laughs> yeah, well, I'll make him bleed. Body. You could never go wrong with Steiner clips. We could just end it right no. now. No, just Steiner clips. Have- you have no chance, but you had a chance is you can run lickety split. Because you can't run because you got the fat asses. Fat asses. <laughs> Love it. He's fat. I think that's all we need. Yeah, so it was, let's, it. It was let's wrap. Yeah. What'd you think of <laughs> yeah. AEW Dynamite? Uh, I, I, I thought was this really was a great show. This one. Yeah. I thought this was a really good show. I thought this was uh, uh, a good, like out of the most recent weeks, is one of the better ones. And... Uh, Back to kind of what I've said about AEW when I watched Dynamite, it feels like a party's going on, right? Mm-hmm. This crowd was hype uh, this week. They were really into it. I thought we did get some good storyline developments and things. Uh, we've got some things that we could shore up that we talked about, but overall, I still I would give this one at least A minus B plus show. Yeah, hundred percent. Yeah, I wish I was there. That's a, that's the highest compliment I can give a wrestling show is if I'm watching it on TV and I say I wish I was there instead of watching it from home. That's what you would want from your viewing audience, in my opinion. Yeah. So uh thought it was great. Looking forward to collision on uh Saturday. On and Saturday. Then, you know, yeah. Then on then Sunday. Then on Sunday, we'll... looking forward to the Chiefs yeah. winning another Super Bowl. <laughs>